Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When I was in China, I met with President Xi, 1.4 billion people. I said, do you have a drug problem? No, 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 I do not have a drug problem. I said, hmm, why do you say that is? Because we immediately give a quick trial and a death penalty to drug dealers. And if you go to Singapore, rich, everything else, they, they had a huge drug problem. Zero drug problem. If you want to get rid of it now, I don't know that this country is ready for it. I just don't know. You know, every time I say it, I sort of like, it's not easy to say the death penalty. But remember this, a drug dealer, male or female drug dealer, plenty of female drug dealers too, a drug dealer will kill approximately 500 people during the course of his or her life. Interesting that the by far leading candidate for the Republican Party is pro-death penalty for drug dealers. That last part struck me when I heard it the first time. In the era of fentanyl, I don't know if that number is accurate, but if you are dealing fentanyl on any scale, I mean, if you have more than 20 customers on an ongoing basis, you will be responsible for a death. That's just beyond a doubt. And so I don't know about the the death penalty, but the idea of draconian penalties for selling death I'm not against it. It's way different than you're a Coke dealer, where it's a rare occasion and mostly the fault of the person taking it. Yeah, the scourge of crack cocaine was a walk in the park compared to what's going on right now. Yeah, we've talked about that before. I should dig those statistics up again. The country went nutso over the crack epidemic. 
ap- epidemic. A changed laws, focuses of so many specials on TV at night and all that different sort of stuff. Candidates ran on it, and it was a tiny fraction of the number of people dying from fentanyl. Why, right. is, why, why the different attitude? Because we kind of got used to the idea of people dying of drug. That was a new thing. I think so. I don't know. They're, the left would say, well, the crack thing was mostly black people, so it seemed uh, easier to, to crack down on it. No, no pun intended. Um, but I don't I don't buy that at all. I mean, everybody of every race is, is seeing people die in horrific numbers from this. And we're not talking about possession anyway, but anybody caught selling drugs with fentanyl in it? We don't have too many people in prison. We don't have enough people in prison. Yeah, that that argument that it was because it was black people, that's the opposite of what makes sense. Um uh that would be that would be the reason you would make the argument that you know, uh, white supremacy America would ignore that problem and not make a big deal out of it as opposed to this drug that's killing white people too. So it's it's the reverse of the argument you just made. Because right. my yeah. my you know if I went back in time my kid my high, my my junior high kid is not gonna start doing crack and die my junior high kid could decide to take a pill from a friend at school and die from fentanyl though yeah hundred absolutely horrifying and in the why we don't have the level of this has got to change about this that we had during the crack epidemic late eighties early nineties I do not I do not know the answer to that. Uh, so Trump wants the death penalty for drug dealers. This is interesting. The public now backs a call for the U.S. military to attack Mexican cartels. A poll this month found that 61% of Americans back the idea of deploying the military to fight the Mexican cartels. It was uh, 53% back in uh, uh, a month earlier, so it's growing recently. The idea has gained strength amid the chaos of the southern border and calls from high-profile Republican presidential hopefuls, including Donald Trump and Tim Scott of South Carolina, for getting the military involved with this. How do we feel about that? I'm in favor of the military helping guard the border. I think that's a legitimate use of the military. I mean, in fact, that's like the purpose for militaries through human history uh, but the idea of like going to war with the mexican cartels is utterly impractical it just can't happen because i mean well okay a we would have to invade mexico or b get their uh, you know permission uh, which will never happen it would be incredibly dangerous to our guys just because like any guerrilla insurgency they would vanish into the hills of the ground they know all too well and 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 bleed us through the years. They're incredibly well armed, um, but just the, the the first part's the first stumbling block. You just unless you're going to invade Mexico, it can't happen. I'm throwing out arguments here, though. Oh, please, please, yeah. We invaded Afghanistan because uh, a bunch of nut job uh, death cultists killed three thousand people and dealt with all the things you're just talking about. Mexican drug cartels have killed way more than that. Way more. Hundreds of thousands, yeah. That's way correct. more. I mean, just, you know, multiple times more than Al-Qaeda killed on 9-11. We invaded a country clear on the other side of the world. I don't, I'm not expressing this argument personally. I'm just tossing it back and forth. Um, uh, 
every one of those victims was an unwilling victim, whereas drug addicts are willingly taking drugs, knowing there's enormous risk. Mm. And, and again, I'm not arguing that point. I think some people might throw that out there. Um, I'm not. When, when you talk about the loss of American life, and and uh, is that your justification for for military action? Well, then that's a hell of a strong case, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not arguing for it either, but. Um... We got troops fighting in, what was the country I mentioned last week? Syria, where we had a bunch of guys get hurt in a helicopter crash because we had launched like a hundred raids on ISIS in the last month that nobody even knew about because we feel like I assume that we're protecting Americans by doing that, but we wouldn't go into Mexico to stop a hundred thousand Americans dying from drugs that are coming across the border. I don't, that's interesting. Yeah, wow, that would permanently fracture our, uh, of course, nothing's permanent, but uh, as close to permanent as it gets, permanently fracture our relationship with the Mexican government. I mean, my God, that would be just nuts. But I, I, I'm struggling to come up with a really good counter argument. So we'll, 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 uh, and I'm not, I'm not making this argument, but so we'll invade a country we're not friends with to stop single-digit deaths from occurring from ISIS or Al-Qaeda? But not invade what? a country we're friends with to stop tens of thousands of deaths. That they what could. do you mean single-digit deaths? I don't know how many deaths are coming out of ISIS, out of Syria. Oh, you mean currently? Yeah. Oh, currently. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. How many deaths are we stopping by uh, launching 100 raids in May to fight ISIS? How many American right. lives did we save by doing that? Yeah, well, well, I I think it's more about being the world's policeman at this point. But um, I don't have a point really, which is you know normal for me. But I, I just it's interesting how these parts don't fit together. In the lack of, of urgency is astonishing in terms of the actual threat to deaths of Americans. Yeah, yeah. And it's all 50 states. It's, you know, fewer rich people than poor people, but it's all races. I think urban and rural. I think your point is probably the best one in that I still feel like I can avoid this easily. Yeah, it's not coming to get me. It's no. not coming to get me. But the kids, yeah. certainly if you have teenagers or young adult kids or, 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 or offspring you know are prone to quote-unquote partying, it's uh, there's at least that little buzz of, uh, of fear in, but the, it was in even, the background. But it was even less likely to come and get John Q. Public during the crack ep- epidemic, but we went nuts over that. You know, I think part of it is, and and it's like, uh, you know, when you're at the ocean and one wave's coming in as the other wave sloshes out and they kind of neutralize each other. We've had this huge wave toward decriminalization, legalization of pot, decriminalization mm. of hard drugs, a, a miserable failed experiment on the le- uh, left coast. Um, and that's washing up against the, the tide of fentanyl deaths and overdoses and the rest of it. So I, I don't think people know what they're supposed to think about drug use. Right. Yep. So people make concerned noises, but don't really announce any serious policies. Oh, also on the left, 
On the left, speaking of waves going in different directions, there's this huge wave of emptying the prisons. Oh, we've been over-incarcerating people, particularly people of color. The radical DAs turn murderers loose. They don't, You bash in some old woman's face and take in her, her purse, you'll be on the street tomorrow. And so against that wave, we're supposed to be putting uh, drug dealers away for life, fentanyl dealers, dealers of death. Um, so Trump is going to run on death penalty for drug dealers. Kind of interesting. One other thing he said in his interview with Brett Baer that I thought was what makes Trump different from other politicians. They talked about the vaccines and all that sort of stuff. And you don't tout the vaccine and how, and Trump actually said to Brett Baer, yeah, I don't mention the vaccines because as a Republican, it's not a great thing to talk about. He just yeah, says, too many people are not cool with it, he, so I just he, don't bring it he up. He just says that out loud. He says, oh, I think we saved, you know, maybe 100 million lives around the world by me forcing the FDA to work harder to accept blah, 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 blah. But I don't talk about it because it doesn't work well as a Republican. <laughs> and he just says it out loud. I find that yeah. interesting. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Crazy. Uh, speaking of malevolent foreign lands, uh, Chinese hackers are on the way to ruin your uh, day, and Americans should prepare for cyber sabotage from Chinese hackers, according to U.S. officials. I'm not sure exactly how I'm supposed to do that, but uh, we'll have that word for you. And Geraldo Rivera, it appears, has been fired from The View. Oh, this changes the five. What show was he on? The Five. He wasn't on The, the View. Five. The yeah, Five. Nobody cares. I don't watch those shows, <laughs> but... Uh, Oh, oh, I have one example each of a major American medical school that's lost its blanking mind and another (laughs) one that had a great message for its students. Okay, cool. All this stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Biggest drop-off in math performance among kids in schools in a half a century? After a decade of it going down, down, down. So it continues to go down. Not good. We'll talk about that on the way. Well, and the only reason the reading scores are not the headline is that the math scores are more miserable. So stay tuned. Uh, speaking of miserable, Chinese hackers are all but certain to disrupt American critical infrastructure, such as pipelines and railways, in the event of a conflict with the U.S. Uh, they have intelligence that China is working like crazy to get their hacker game up to speed and that they will be attacking us any moment now. Uh, it doesn't. It's, it says Americans should be prepared. But this uh, article doesn't tell me how to prepare. So I'll just prepare by being very, very afraid. They're giving Joe Biden the business on CNN, I saw, for calling she a dictator yesterday, saying he went off script and the White House is not happy with his comments and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, and he, he, he was rambling on about how, yeah, that balloon, it got blown off course. It was supposed to go over the Arctic and they didn't know it was here. It was an accident. What? It went over all of our missile bases accidentally yeah it was really a head scratcher so speaking of odd behavior mentioned this earlier but i dug into it a bit more a couple of uh, contrasting medical schools the first one johns hopkins actually a friend of the family is uh, is is uh, hmm, connected to johns hopkins and i'm sure they are not pleased with this stuff but uh johns hopkins new uh inclusive language guide defines a lesbian, as we mentioned yesterday, as a non-man attracted to other (laughs) non-men. So they're so determined not to use the term woman that they use the term non-man attracted to a non-man. All right. Uh, Uh, Feminists are finding it particularly insulting, of course, especially considering that their gay male counterparts are still referred to, uh, to as men. It's yet one more example of the transgender insanity sweeping the nation and especially universities where the term woman is being basically erased in favor of terms such as birthing people and menstruators. Others are using terms such as pregnant people and uterus havers, which is just crazy. And according to the Daily Mail, actually, uterus havers is, yeah, no. doesn't uh, easily tumble off the tongue. It fails on every level from artistic to decency actual lesbians also claim now they're being shamed and bullied if they refuse to have sex with transgender women who still have junk in their drawers according Ah. to the daily mail they're transphobes i don't know what i think of the term junk in their drawers 
Man. The new diversity police claim the controversial terms are inclusive of transgender men, non-binary people. Critics claim that women are being erased from society in favor of a tiny, tiny minority. Those critics are absolutely right. Uh, and there's more to this, but I don't want to dwell on it too long because I want to get to this. The head of the executive vice president of the University of San Francisco Health College of Medicine, which you would picture as being a hotbed of, of, of lunacy, indeed wrote a piece uh, called uh, entitled Happy Father's Day, Find Happiness in Your Challenges. And, and he, he, he opens up and talks about the pandemic and stresses and the rest of it. But then he segues into a discussion of one of the great books ever written, The Coddling of the American Mind by Greg Lukianoff and Jonathan Haidt. And, and he talks about his parents' generation with uh, the Great Depression, WW2, Korean War, Cold War, Civil Rights Movement, Vietnam, massive social unrest, blah, 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 all the terrible and difficult things that happened, but that his generation and the ones prior didn't get ang- anxious and depressed. They actually came mm-hmm. out all that stuff optimistic and, and energized right. in a way. And he goes into yeah, this culture of safetyism that's taken hold. And that's an excellent point. So the, the giant boom that, that launched the United States, the, the dominant economy in the world for all those years, was built by people who lived through World War II and the Great Depression. And they didn't spend all their time with therapists. They built the country. Yeah, yeah. He says this culture of safetyism has taken hold of much of mainstream education and is in a particularly virulent form at many elite private universities. There it encourages students to see the world as black and white on identifying potential harms and dangers, on equating exposure to dissenting views as the equivalent of physical harm, and to view those you disagree with as not just wrong but manifestly evil. Uh, And he goes on in a bit of uh, uh, detail on that. Then he talks about how do we combat safetyism and restore resilience. And I'd like to touch on that before we go off the air today. We're pressed for time right now, but uh, it's good stuff. So we'll talk about that, the huge drop in math scores among kids, which is should be a bigger story. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. First day of summer, as you can see, we're all wearing swimwear today to show off our beach bods to get ready for another great summer. Yeah, I should have started earlier. <laughs> Getting ready for the beach Getting bod. Getting ready, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I got an anniversary to mention. It's the five-year anniversary of a tweet from Greta Thunberg in which she said, it was five years ago today that she tweeted out, a top climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. So look around you today and see if humanity still exists. That tweet, by the way, has been deleted. No longer exists on her site. How dare you? Speaking for myself, I appear to exist for now. God willing, you know, it'll continue on a little while longer. Beach bod. I should. I was supposed to have a revenge bod, aren't I? Going through a divorce, and my revenge bod is not coming along very well either. <laughs> it's revenge against your pants. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible and unfair, and I apologize. <laughs> so we're talking about this uh, this uh, this uh, professor, the uh, executive VP at the University of San Francisco Health College. Um, Charles Lockwood is his name. I should have mentioned his name. He, he wrote an absolutely terrific piece. Uh, a little surprising coming out of San Francisco in any form, but he's talking about safetyism and and how damaging that's been to young people. He mentions a couple of books. One, Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb, the author of Black Swan, takes the argument by uh, further by arguing that many, if not most, of contemporary society's failings and crises come from trying to remove all external stressors. He notes that this obsession with safety and stability has paradoxically made the modern world highly fragile and vulnerable to black swan events, such as the Great Recession and the socioeconomic consequences of COVID-19. So he says, how do we combat safetyism and restore resilience to our young people and students? The antithesis of safetyism, the safetyism mindset, is stoicism. And he talks about his history of studying stoicism. When you mention the word stoic, people naturally think of someone in control of their emotions, able to endure a great hardship, who is pragmatic and stays focused during a crisis. All of that's true, but there's far greater richness in stoic philosophy. And then he recommends the book, The Obstacle is the Way which I will be looking into. You know, our friend Tim is a big stoic, so he probably is uh, familiar with that book. 
Oh, I'm sure he is, yeah. Um, and he goes into some of the basics of it and, and the serenity prayer, which is very much a version of stoicism about the you know uh, the things I can change, the things I can't, knowing the difference. That's uh, the serenity th- prayer? I've been saying, God, get these people out of my way. That, I thought that was the serenity prayer. <laughs> that helps with serenity, probably. But, uh, but there is another critical concept from Stoic philosophy that is a crucial antidote to the pernicious effects of safetyism, and that is the joyful embrace of new challenges and obstacles to your success. Thus, the title of Holiday's book, uh, The Obstacle is the Way. The great Roman emperor and Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius, whose statue I walk by every day in college, wrote, The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Enthusiastically embracing new challenges calls forth creativity, ingenuity, courage, and grit. It is essential to learning and acquiring new skills. Indeed, to our happiness as fully functioning, self-actuating humans. What we're teaching our kids is the opposite of what we should be teaching them. Come up against challenges, challenges to your ideas physically, even to your safety, within reason. Don't juggle chainsaws, but... Stoicism Don't go looking at the Titanic up close. Stoicism, not safetyism. Love this. We'll publish this piece. Uh, we'll we'll post it rather at ArmstrongandGetty.com. Give us a couple minutes. It's on the way. Speak, speaking of young people and uh, what it's like to be alive uh, in America as a young person today. How about this headline? Middle schoolers reading and math scores plummet. This is from Axios. American students' test scores in math and reading got significantly worse last year, continuing a decade-long freefall. The decline in math scores last year was the biggest in the past 50 years, according to newly released federal data. That's the nation's report card that came out. It's a continuous national assessment of a 13-year-old student in general across the country. I have a 13-year-old, so I'm especially interested in this. Results were uh, blah, blah, blah. Math and reading scores be- began declining over a decade ago. They've just been going down, down, down. And when we had the biggest drop this last year that we've had in 50 years. And as, uh, as I mentioned earlier, because this article doesn't get into this at all, I'm sure this is true. We're spending more money than we've ever spent per student. Oh, yes. Uh, indisputable. On education. And getting worse results. How is that not a bigger story? How is that not pointed out more often? We're spending more money than we've ever spent. And we had the biggest drop in math in 50 years. What gives? And as I said before, the only reason the horrific loss in reading isn't mentioned is because math is more horrific. Uh, I think there are probably three, four, five different things going on. And they're all significant. Virtually nothing is just one thing. I think, you know, I would start with the culture of valuing education has vanished in a lot of parts of America. Uh, if if you don't come from a family that values education, you are bound to fail. Not certain to fail, but there's a good chance of it. We've got to address that. we got to address the lack of discipline in schools. Ask a teacher about that. You lack discipline. We need to talk about their teaching crap about radical gender theory. That takes time out of the day. Never mind the fact that it's perverse, sick, and ruining young minds. It yes. also takes time out of the day. Uh, what am I? What am I leaving? Oh, you got to lack of school choice. You have got to be in favor of school choice if you uh, if you uh, are serious about educating children. 
Otherwise, government schools just become about as effective as most other government bureaucracies. There are several things going on. little more information on this. Test results from earlier this year showed that U.S. history scores among middle schoolers are also falling, dropping to the lowest levels ever recorded since they started looking at this. The only thing they know is to hate their country. That's what they've been taught. Yeah. Uh, reading and math scores of elementary schools also plummeted, demonstrating the far-reaching effects of education changes during the pandemic. Education changes during the pandemic or closing the schools. While private schools were open, while European schools were open, never forget. Yeah. Fewer students read for fun, according to the survey, which is associated with higher achievement. Luckily, my kids do read for fun. Thank God. I read for fun constantly. In fact, if you gave me a free day, the number one thing I would want to do is read for fun. Um... With the math scores dropping off as much as they have, I can attest to this because I'm trying to do it for both kids. You cannot find a math tutor. You you good at math and got a little time? You want some easy money? Be a math tutor. Put it on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or wherever you advertise these things. That you're willing to tutor math? Oh, my God. You'll have 10 clients by the end of the day charging them whatever you want. I talked to a guy the other day, charges $40 an hour, and apparently he's on the, the not, not, on, not even on the higher end. Wow. Do you have to understand common core math? Well, I suppose you'd have to, yeah, Ugh. which is its own thing. I mean, don't think just because you were good in math, if you're like over the age of 30, when did they start carbon core math? I don't even know. During George Bush's time? So it's been around a while. Yeah, I thought my kids had normal math. You might. About 10 know. years ago. Yeah, I don't know. You yeah. know because your mom was a teacher. Um, but yeah, if, if you, if you know common, if you don't know common core math, you're going to have to learn it. And it's really a unique thing. It is a different way to look at math problems than you've ever thought about in your life. And it's hard, uh, which might be a big part of why math scores have dropped off. But if all other scores are dropping off, I don't know how much you can put it on common core math, even though I hate it. Well, I think the the huge d- difference between reading and math, I mean, both are bad, but math's disastrous. That, yeah, that has to do with Common Core, which works for some kids, but not for a lot. And as I said earlier, and this is so interesting and troubling to me, the world of education is so prone to crazes. Something gets hot. It's seen as the innovative new thing, and it just sweeps across the country like a cult, like a diet almost. You know, paleo or, or, or keto or whatever the hell, except they rushed to implement it in schools. And I don't know what it is about the personality of educators, but they seem particularly prone to following crazes like the whole uh, whole language learning or whatever it's called, where they cite words and stuff like that. They abandoned phonics, which works like crazy and has for hundreds of years. They abandoned that in favor of a craze. And there are some schools in blue cities, especially, that are being dragged kicking and screaming under protest back to phonics because they don't want to admit that they were wrong about their little cult. That is weird because you would think we would just accept that, you know, through trial and error over thousands of years, we have easily stumbled at this point upon what works best for teaching elementary math and uh, how to read. So luckily we worked that out generations ago. So let's just keep going. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But the attitude is the opposite. Yeah, I think part of it is academia so rewards innovation and breakthroughs and new theories and the rest of it that stuff like, hey, 
There's so the half of the population runs around their males, half runs around their females. You can't accept that. How do you, where do you get your accolades and your awards and your publications if you just accept what is known truth? So academia tends to be this hotbed of crazy ass theories. I could have just said crazy theories. I gratuitously threw an ass. I owe you a dollar. My, uh, I've talked about this before on the air. My, uh, my youngest son, for a variety of reasons, did not go to school until fourth grade. And so he is uh, behind on a bunch of different stuff. But the good news is, because for all the reasons we just stated, he's not near as far behind as you would think he would be. Wow. He's wow. barely behind. Isn't that something? <laughs> he, not, he didn't show up at all until fourth grade, and he's barely behind. You know, I've got to correct something I just became aware of. Um, that that fabulous essay about stoicism and safetyism and all that I credited the head guy from University of San Francisco. It's the University of South Florida, USF. Oh. So as a West Coaster, a, I assumed it was University of sure, San Francisco. Sure, I understand, but that's a and, very... And was shocked and pleased that uh, something sane and reasonable would come out. Well, it didn't, is the thing. <laughs> It's a very different part of the country. Came out of Ron DeSanctimonious's Florida. Full credit where it's due. Congratulations to the University of South Florida and all your fine programs. My favorite one from, it just reminded me, so Trump calls him Rob DeSanctimonious. Yes. And he calls Asa Hutchinson Ada Hutchinson. And Brett Baer said, why? And he said, I don't know. I just <laughs> I just do. Because <laughs> he's ineffective. <laughs> what? I think it's just... I think it's just uh, dismissive, right? He's just being childishly dismissive, yeah. I've told this story before. It's really interesting. Um, before we take a break. I'll be the judge of that. First radio station I worked at. I worked there for all through college. I worked there for four years. I went from uh, peon at the bottom to I was the boss at the end um, and hated it. But um, the it's an gen- American success story. The general manager referred to this other guy that I worked with. He was the program director when I started there. By the by, by the wrong name, kind of like the way the Trump does. His name was, I don't remember which it was, his name was Kurt, but he called him Kirk. And everybody was so scared of this general manager because he was a tyrant and an evil person, and I hate him to this day. Nobody ever would say anything, including Kurt. Nobody <laughs> would say, why do you call him Kirk? His name is Kurt. Don't you notice we all call him Kurt? He calls himself Kurt. Don't you have to sign his paycheck with Kurt? I've never known if it was like a dismissive, I'll call you whatever the hell I want to call you. Sorry for the casual obscenity. Dollar in the jar. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I got to step in here. I, I think you were illustrating the thinking of a of a nasty person. I, I thought it elevated the story. It was not gratuitous. Okay. But uh, to the story itself, what, what do you think was going on there? Now, how about the fact that everybody was so frightened of the general manager because he was so cruel that nobody would even say, why do you call him by his wrong name? <laughs> I, I, I think it's... <laughs> If I were to answer that question in full, I would clearly be saying the same thing of Donald J. Trump. I will just say this. I'm not impressed by that. I don't think it's a sign of character yeah. and strength. I think it's the opposite. Hmm. I didn't uh, I didn't say anything because I didn't really care. I just found it odd. I, I thought it was more interesting that the guy who was being called by the wrong name never said anything. I don't need to step in. But <laughs> aren't you bothered? 
that he calls you by a name that's not yours. Like, if he called me Jim my whole life, at some point I'd have said, why do you call me Jim? That's funny. I wouldn't I wouldn't put up with that for two minutes. I'd have walked out. Really? But, you know, to each their own. It was yeah. a great job, man. I sure had a good time. Um, Till um, you hated it. Well, I hated I hated working for him, but I sure liked right. being a DJ through college. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. uh, we will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Waning moments. Uncertainty, panic, the need to conserve oxygen. All part of what the five people aboard that missing Titanic submersible are probably going through, according to a former Navy psychologist. I can't even imagine what it'd be like in that tiny space, and it's been, what, four days that they might be sitting there on the bottom thinking they're going to die? That's a long time. Yeah, Dr. Justin Direnzio says certainly there's sheer panic where their heart is racing and they're having trouble breathing or they feel like they're going to lose their mind. And certainly in a cramped space that is dark, like this situation, situation that can be exponentially worse. Exponentially worse? <laughs> so they think it's dark? Or would it be yeah. dark because you turn off the light to save energy? Or Probably that. Oh my God, yeah. sitting in the pitch dark? Foot to foot with other people, as I heard it described, because of the size. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's the darkest dark that's ever darked down at the... the oh, the, sure. The, ...the bottom of the ocean. I think they are probably moving in and out of phases of panic... Oh, I'm sure. To, yeah. ...to gallows humor, to fear, to feeling really bonded with the other passengers that are with them. There's just lots of significant mood swings. This guy made a career of studying this sort of thing. Psychologically, what is the killer for people in terms of maintaining calmness is dealing with uncertainty and that the leaders are certainly trying to keep everyone calm because your muscles are energized when you're in a panic and then you're using more oxygen. Yeah, all that stuff in the early hours. Uh, I wonder if since then it's been mostly just quiet resignation. I suspect so. Oh, that's rough. Trying to save oxygen. It's final thoughts with Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Michelangelo, our technical director in the control room, pressing the buttons. Michael, final thought? I'm going to follow the advice of that 100-year-old lady and try and not sweat this little stuff. I just got to relax. Maybe I'll make it to 100. Mm, Do you want to make it to 100? That's a good point. Ask a 97-year-old, I guarantee you what their answer is. Well, probably. I don't know. Katie Green, our esteemed newswoman. Katie, a final thought? Just went back and watched the Biden and Fetterman event in Philadelphia. I know Fetterman had a stroke and everything, but what's with the hoodies? Yeah, that's his whole working man look that he has to really rock because he lived on his mom's couch his entire adult life and never had a job. So he has to work extra hard to try to come off as regular working class guy. He's the least regular working class guy in the Senate. Wow, a late breaking editorial from Jack Armstrong. Jack, do you have a final thought on top of that? That's a dang good question. Do I want to live to 100? I suppose I'd say yes, but... 
I got to talk to my, I actually have a Zoom call with my financial advisor today. Maybe I'll ask him if I should live to be 100. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Time. No, that's not a good thing, he says. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my final thought in the very little time I have, uh, it's a story we didn't get to, but anytime teachers are saying, here's how we keep it from secret from the parents, something evil is going on. Obviously, yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Great links for you at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. An ocean depth video. Fascinating. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. Your reputation will be damaged. As everybody's reputation who gets involved with Armstrong and Getty. You will end up on the bottom of a pyre. And everyone knows it. Yup. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. This is a crisis. This is a We had to do other things. You believe that? No, I don't. Let me say let me say one thing. Hey, lots of luck in your senior year. Experience. Are you really trying to diminish the significance of what happened here? On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqi.com. Made for women by women.